Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Lindsay Fry Hockey Audio Experience. Today I sit down with two of my former teammates from Team USA Inline, and we are answering the question of does playing roller hockey actually make you a better ice hockey player and vice versa? Now, these women have played in multiple world championships for roller hockey. They both play ice hockey as well, and we're going to really dig into their journeys, um, what they've, they've learned over time, and how they feel about this issue. So enjoy listening to my friends, uh, Elisa Pogu and Ali Era. All right, so on today's episode, we have two of my amazing friends, um, Ali Era and Elisa Pogu, and uh, I have known Ali for a really long time through Arizona ice hockey, um, but I really am bringing these two on today because we're going to talk roller, and we're really going to dive into the question that a lot of people have of, is roller beneficial for ice hockey players and vice versa. And these um, amazing people both play ice and roller and can answer all those questions. And we're just going to dive into it. So, Allie, let's start with you. So when did you start playing roller? When did you start playing ice? Um, and just kind of walk through a little bit of your hockey career when you were younger and up through college. Yeah, um, to be honest, hockey wasn't that big in Arizona. I mean, I'm from Arizona, and so are you, so you kind of know that. But um, I actually got into roller hockey through a friend. Um, my friend's dad was playing in, like, a league at the Castle Sports Club in Phoenix. So I had gone and just watched a game when I was six, and I told my dad I wanted to try it. So I started playing roller first, actually. And then I think as my dad did a little bit more research on it, I kind of fell in love with the game and obviously realized, I think the majority of the time ice is mainly the focus. So he uh, enrolled me in ice hockey as well when I was seven. Um, I played competitively like from age eight to even now I'm still playing competitively roller hockey wise. And I did the same thing playing in leagues and everything and playing on travel teams for ice hockey throughout that time frame as well. So what do you, before we jump over to Pogu, like, what do you mean when you say that ice was really the focus? Um, I think that roller hockey wasn't as well known as it is today. And I don't think that people necessarily think that there's really anywhere to go with roller hockey, um, which is so interesting because that's what I still play competitively. Like I kind of capped on my ice hockey side of like, in terms of competition, you know, I went to college and I did play ice hockey. Um, but I still play for Team USA for roller hockey, so it's still a very active, competitive sport that I'm actively in. Um, and I think when you're growing up, the focus is always ice hockey. My dream was to play in the Olympics. That's what I wanted to do, and there's not an Olympic roller hockey team to be on. So that's what my focus was. That's where all my training went. You know, I, although I practice roller and things like that, my one-on-one -on -one time with coaches, my you know, practices and things like that were much more intense on the ice side of things because I think that's where I thought my future was going to be. Gotcha. All right, Pogu, how about you? When did you start playing both and uh, just kind of walk us through your journey? Uh, so I lived in Virginia. I was raised in Virginia. So my brother played ice hockey on the East Coast and it was really big there, obviously. So when I was a little kid, like three or four, I just started skating around the rink while he was playing. And um, around five, I started playing ice, or I started skating through ice, and that's essentially how I learned my stride, and, um, and then ultimately started picking up on roller when I was seven, and so I hadn't played ice yet. I just wasn't exposed to it that much, and um, so I just was focusing on roller because it was kind of on the cheaper end. And I loved it, obviously. And so um, I did summer camps every year. And up until recently, like when I was 12, maybe in eighth grade, I picked up ice. And um, I actually lived in Memphis for a year. So I played in Mississippi, which is, you know, you would not think there'd be ice hockey. Um, so it was kind of a joke out there, but it was cool. It was a good experience. But... <laughs> no one from Mississippi's watching. <laughs> Um, but I did, they did have a CHL team out there. So I played for their junior club, like kind of similar to an AHL affiliate team. Um, so I did, so it was a cool arena. So they had everything about it that was legit. 
but the level itself wasn't, you know, up there. And then when I moved to California, I still continued playing ice in the house league. And um, that's one thing I do regret is not actually pursuing ice as far as, you know, college ice and everything. I did attend college, but I never played ice in college. And so it's something, you know, that you always think about, like a what if. And a lot of my teammates, the majority of them all played high elite hockey, including yourself and um, Allie playing, you know, B3. And just it, it, it definitely makes you think like, man, what if I could have done that? So, um, but and what I was able to accomplish was play in Europe for roller. So, um, you know, when I was younger, I never thought about obviously playing overseas. Like, like Ali said, there's nothing in roller that, you know, is, there's no Olympics. There's no, I didn't even know about the world championships. I didn't know about Team USA until I was like 16 or 17. So for me, playing hockey or roller hockey was a, a genuine passion. Like I didn't have any plans for it um, just besides playing as, as high of a competition, as high of a competition as I could. So when I had the opportunity to play overseas, you know, I kind of, thought that as like, wow, it's, you know, I'm not meant to play college ice. I was meant to play in Europe and I played four seasons out there in France and Spain. And it's something I will never regret. I, you know, was able to learn new cultures and make new friends. And um, I still hold those friendships to, to this day. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. So it's, it's really cool to see that I had that, you know, opportunity to go out there because again, roller hockey is not that big of a sport. So the fact that, you know, they, they accept foreigners and, kind of merge that into their uh clubs and leagues it's just it's exceptional so I'm really happy that was that was fun those those were some good years that's awesome so before we go into some of like the technical differences between roller and ice um one of the things that you guys mentioned well two things one you mentioned uh it's cheaper to play roller so there's that cost difference but then you both also talked about how you just didn't know what opportunities were out there for roller versus what you knew were out there for ice. So I guess first question, let's kind of dig into this cost difference. Um, when we think about roller versus ice, you know, obviously there are going to be people who can't afford ice hockey. It's, it's a really expensive sport. So how do we break down this stigma in roller hockey that there's, there's nothing to ultimately work for? Like, what do we need to do to kind of build the awareness so people know that there are opportunities in roller hockey. So if you can't afford ice hockey, it doesn't mean you're never going to go anywhere in your sport. There are these other opportunities. How do we, how do we show that to the world? I don't think that it was as well publicized as ice hockey is. I mean, you have the NHL, you have, you know, college ice hockey, that's publicized. We don't have that right now. Um, I do know that with the world roller games that they're doing now, they are doing a bigger push for roller sports. And I think that, you know, you were a part of that and Pogu was also a part of that. And I think that's a huge part of it. You know, there's no expo, there wasn't any exposure. Now there's exposure. Now there's, you know, opportunities to go play in Europe. Like Pogu said, there's opportunities to be on TV. There's opportunities to watch, um, you know, live streams of roller and they're doing that at the Narch tournaments and things like that. And on top of that, we have these amazing NHL teams like the Arizona Coyotes, I know Pogu's work with the Ducks, um, that are making roller a, a more well-known sport. And it doesn't always have to be ice hockey. So I think having, you know, sports like ice hockey kind of talk about it. And, and I think now there is less of a stigma. I mean, when I played college ice hockey, I'll be honest, my ice coach did not like me playing roller. And yeah. I, I know that there's a lot of, coaches out there that feel that way. And as I was coaching in Arizona, that was uh, an issue that I came across a lot as well. You know, ice hockey was always the main priority. And oh, if I could make it to roller, I would go to roller. And I think if we can, you know, talk about it and just realize that there are opportunities, we just have to do the research and things like this, like this podcast, getting the NHL involved and talking about it. And just kind of like showing, I mean, you can go to college and play roller hockey. Like that's a thing. And I don't know if many people even know that you can do that. Right. So um, I think that we're taking the right steps and making the right moves in that direction, especially like via podcasts, via tournaments and kind of getting it out there with social media and technology. I mean, it's really opened the door, I think, because, you know, people like, I don't know, Labeda or people like Narch, they're posting. And so it be, gets to be more of a community 
And I feel like there was a little bit of that disconnect early on when we didn't have that technology. Um, so I totally agree with Allie. I think educating yourself is huge. I mean, doing the research and knowing what kind of programs are out there. As she mentioned, um, I do work for the, the Rinks Ducks. Um, well, the Rinks, but they're, they're basically owned by the I'm Anaheim the Ducks. And uh, so what we do is we basically implement, implement these clinics. Uh, we give out free gear and uh, it's just a, you know, basically a trial. And what you do for four weeks, you try out hockey. So anybody that's a fan, anybody, you know, maybe their kids playing, whatever the case is, if they want to try out the sport, um, we do give that option. And that's roller? Ice and roller, which is okay. really cool. So, um, so like you mentioned, you know, if the cost is, a, is an issue, um, we actually provide the gear. After four weeks, if they like it, then they, they can keep the gear, um, but at a discounted rate. So, you know, head-to-toe gear is what, like, you know, if you're getting the cheapest model, what is head-to-toe gear, you guys think? Oh, Probably think? a couple hundred at least, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So for them, we give them, a cre like, 150. We give them the full bag for 150. So it kind of gives you an idea, like, you know, that it is, it is affordable. I mean, yeah, of course, if you're going to pursue any hobby, you're going to invest money. It is what it is. You have to spend money. So we just try to give them that option to make it a little bit cheaper. Um, so yeah, just educating yourself. And um, as Ali mentioned, there was kind of a distance. Um, it almost, I don't know how to describe it, but the last few years, I really have seen people try to push roller hockey. Um, and I think it's because of the the growth of social media and Instagram and recording and you know, everybody's doing content and almost one upping another and just, so it's kind of cool. It's almost like a competition with everybody, but at the same time working together to pursue the same goal. And uh, so, yeah, the last two, three years, I've really seen people step it up in terms of podcasts and, um, you know, uh, streaming, you know, streaming games. And um, it's really cool. So I definitely think we're in the right direction, but I just think it's so important to continue educating people and let them know, hey, you know, ice is awesome. You know, you can get a career with roller or ice, but you can also get a career with roller. You just got to find the right resources and right people to talk to and kind of just grow your, your knowledge in that. Right. I also yeah. think that, that taking away the stigma too of the roller hockey, like I said, you know, growing up, most of my ice hockey coaches didn't like that I was playing roller hockey. And I think a little bit of that has gone away. I do think it's still um, a bit of a, of a barrier, but I think if we got, ice people on board people who are influencers in ice pushing roller because it can it can help the game i think that would also make a huge well, difference in terms of it's like uh do you guys know john chavo i know you know him yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so perfect example uh where's he playing i think he's in alabama huntsville. right yeah huntsville so you know in a market like that you have like he he knows he needs to grow the sport and he knows he's an influencer and he knows he has a big impact on on the on the sport so you know he plays ice but he also utilizes his roller skills and i think it's what he's doing is great and he he showcases his skills that he uses in roller and applies it to ice i think what he's doing is, is great and so and i know he has a partner I, I i forget his name but he's he's one of the photographers the one that came to barcelona yeah md media and i uh right yeah, yeah, I, just know his, yeah. I know his handle but <laughs> yeah um, but yeah perfect example too i mean they these guys love it they're Obviously, they want to grow the sport. You can tell, but they they love it. They're always coming up with challenges, and they're they're cool. They're they're intense. But I know they're, they're even doing it in quarantine. You're freaking bobbling, you know, toilet paper and trying to hit it on. You know, <laughs> yep. It, it's cool though. They're getting creative because, like you yeah. mentioned, quarantine. Like nobody can play ice right now. Let's face it. Like there's unless you're doing underground, there's no way you can do ice right now. So yeah. it's kind of cool. You got to be creative with these challenges, and um, I think it's a perfect opportunity that these influencers are doing and if we can get more ice players on board I respect ice players that you know come and promote roller like yourself Lindsay I thought oh my gosh I thought it was so cool when you stepped into our team you were just you Stop. walked up to us like I was like whoa I know you're curious you, you don't know me and you think of this as me like you thought so highly of us and it was just like it was just a nice change of energy because you know ice player or the ice community doesn't respect as much roller. Not everybody, but you know, majority yeah, of no, coaches and everything. It's huge. And I think that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you guys on. Cause I don't think I've said it yet on this podcast, but um, we all were teammates for team USA twice in what 2016 and 2018, I think both of them in Italy. Um, but yeah, I think you, you went, you went to Italy twice. I think go to China. 
I was getting my <laughs> master's. <laughs> I was busy. Um, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so true. And honestly, like I started as a roller hockey player when I was little and then switched to ice. And the, the reason that I switched back was because my brother was playing in college at ASU and he was playing roller. And I was like, well, we haven't been able to play with each other ever. So like I literally signed up for a couple classes at ASU just so I could play with him. And I was awful. Like I was so bad when I first started. And, but I was like, I, and I hadn't probably talked to Allie in like, I don't know, 10 years. At least. Yeah. I, I like messaged you on Facebook and was like, Hey, I'm what's out <laughs> there. Women's world hockey. I have no idea. And no, we played hockey together when we were like, what, eight, or 10 to, I don't know, 14 or 13 or whatever. And then, Allie's yeah. like the queen of roller in Arizona. Mm-hmm. No, if somebody doesn't know Allie in Arizona, you, you don't play hockey. <laughs> but it's, I mean, seriously though, I'm like, that's why I was like, okay, I'm like having fun with this. I definitely can't keep up with these college guys, but like, I wonder what the women's scene is like. And um, that's so cool. I think that's yeah. awesome that you took that chance. Like, cause that's so, that's, that's a risk. I mean, like you mentioned, it's, it's not something you're used to and for you to put yourself out there and you know join a whole team because more or less our team knows each other we've we've grown together so for you to step out or step on and kind of take on that role of you know because you were a leader too you you know you you use what you have learned from ice and your journey with ice and applied it to our team and I'll always remember your speech in the in the locker room and it was, it was, just, it was an awesome experience. Well, when you think about that year too, how many ice players did oh. we have on our team that oh. year? Our t- I, I, I mean, I like, can't wait to talk about that year. I've, I cannot I've wait to talk about that so year. many ice players on our team that hadn't played roller, you know, growing up, like that doesn't really happen. So, you know, you talk about, you know, putting your ice game into a roller game and how much Ooh. that changed. I mean, we yeah. won that year and our style or our game style was completely different than it had been every yeah. other year. Yeah, for sure. Whatever. Well, and I think you guys talked about influencers and it's so true. And it's funny because I agree. Like, I think this quarantine's changing stuff. Like I just saw, um, he's the power skating coach and the skills coach for the Rangers. And he's posting, he lives here half the year and he's back at home and he's like posting these roller hockey videos. And it's like, I think we're going to see like an uptick in roller when now all of a sudden all over. Yeah, we're going to have all these ice players and ice coaches basically like scrambling to figure out what to do and they're going to revert to roller and they're going to start realizing, okay, maybe I maybe I can actually teach ice concepts on my wheels. Do you guys ever wonder how the and maybe you guys can tell me but how the stigma of, you know, roller's not cool. You know, whenever there was ice players that would come to roller and just make fun of us and just think they were so cool. Like why? I think maybe particular speaking with boys, because I, you know, played midgets and everything. And I just remember whenever we would pick up an ice player, obviously it helped our game because, and we'll go over the, you know, the benefits of playing ice, but I just think, where does that come from where the guys think they were, not the guys, but just in general, you know, they play ice and the typical, you know, like if you, you beat somebody in ice, or if you play roller and you're beating somebody and they play ice and they're like, well, this sport is stupid, this and that. I just think to myself, like, why? Why do you got to think that way? What do you guys, I don't ego. know. <laughs> it literally comes down to ego. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I agree. I think a lot of it has to do with, um, unfortunately, it's like, I don't know why it became this way or why it's always been this way, but, like, I think ice hockey has always been kind of this elitist sport. And like, let's call it what it is. It's for a very long time. It's been a wealthy, predominantly white sport and hockey for, you know, lack of a better term has been a lot more of a like street game. You know, you get a lot of different um, people from different socioeconomic classes and it's just, you know, and not to bring like race and anything like that into this, because I don't think that's the root of the issue, but I, I do think there's definitely kind of this feeling of like, well, I play ice hockey and it's very expensive and we travel a lot and it's very disciplined and we do. And then, you know, and I kind of experienced that too. And honestly, like, that's one of the reasons why my brother loved switching over to roller is because like he worked just as hard, but he liked the fact that he didn't have to show up at the rink an hour and a half early for his games. Like he could show up, warm up and be on the floor in 20 minutes. Um, I think, I think that's part of where it comes from, but yeah, it's, 
I, I think I think somewhere along the way, like it, it didn't help too. Like USA Hockey used to oversee roller hockey, and then mm-hmm. they stopped. Um, like there used to be Southern California games televised, like back in the '90s, roller games, and that stopped. So I think it was just like kind of to your point earlier, Allie, like the the publicity around it stopped and the NHL ramped up and it was kind of like, okay, well, the NHL, they're making millions and the roller hockey guys like maybe. It's just lack of knowledge and lack of publicity, honestly. I mean, it is what it is. When I say I play for Team USA, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, you're on the USA Olympic team. And I'm like, no, like it's roller hockey. You know what I mean? And then they go, uh, oh. Oh. Yeah, it's it's true. Or I'll it's say like, and you know, somebody will like, oh, she plays sad. USA, and they'll go, oh, what college you go to? I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's true, and it's frustrating, and and honestly, like that was something that I I loved about being part of the group is because like I wasn't awful, but I wasn't great, <laughs> and like I can own that. Um, but I think like what I, what I hopefully was able to bring was like just some excitement about it and to kind of introduce the ice community to it a little bit. Um, you know, I remember like when Katie and I were on the 2018 team, like all of the small fries families were watching those games and like they never would have done that before. And so to be able to like grow the ice following that was watching because we were ice players playing roller, I think was really exciting. And the kids don't know any different. Um, but I do think, I, I think in addition to the publicity, a lot of it has to do with um, coaches drilling it into kids' heads that roller makes you a worse ice player. So I want to kind of transition a little bit into that. Um, when it comes to actual hockey skill, what are some of the benefits of both and how do they kind of work together to make you a better roller player and a better ice player? And what are some of the differences? (laughs) Take it away, Allie. Um, Well, as I kind of mentioned before, I mean, ice hockey and roller hockey are two completely different sports. I mean, even though they're the same goal, they're really completely different. The rules are different. Yeah, well, (laughs) way different. The number of, you know, the number of people that you have on the rink are different. You know, you don't have offsides, you don't have icing, you don't have things like that. So I think that's kind of what the roller skills bring to an ice game because I think roller is a little bit more finesse and a little bit more planning and a little bit more strategic where I feel ice hockey is more run and gun. You're going as hard as you can for 45 seconds, get to the puck first, you know, it's physical and and I feel like when you incorporate, just as an example, um, and a roller team of mine decided to put in an ice league team and everyone, like Pogu was saying, was making fun of us, like calling us roller fairies and things like that and how we're never going to win oh a game God. and whatever. I'm not kidding. And we won that season. And it's because we slowed the game down and they didn't know how to, how to counteract that. So, and vice versa you put four ice hockey players that have played ice hockey their whole life and put them on a team USA inline team. You guys brought the, the grit that we didn't have before. Yes, we were fast, but it was just like going, we're going to get to the puck first. We're going to yeah. come out with, you know, we're way more physical. I mean, Lindsay, you're not small. So you go <laughs> to a corner with someone and you're going to run them into the wall. And they're like, wait, what? That's not usually how this works. Yeah. So I think from the ice side of things, ice players get thrown off by, oh, we're not, we have the puck, we're going to go try and score right now. That's like the difference. And then in the roller game, when you start playing more physical, roller players don't like that. So it's like, you see, you don't see that as often. And you even see it in ice hockey now in the NHL. I mean, games aren't nearly as physical as they used to be. And it actually seems more like they're doing more strategy, more finesse and more plays than they are like, dump it and see if we can get there first. Right. No, it's so true. I mean, honestly, like, I I remember for anybody who's listening, um, who watched this game, like, watching Team USA ice in the 2018 Olympics was like a surreal experience for me. I don't know if you guys felt that way, but I was like, like, they, they just kept bringing it back, regroup, bring it back, regroup. Like, if they didn't like their option, they brought it back. And I'm like, I, 
I I'm watching a roller game right now. <laughs> like, yeah. It was so. It's so much fun. Yeah, it was. It was so. Especially fun. when you know the game, and I think one of the things that that's hard to balance between the two is because the game is slowing now. Because I've noticed it too in in ice hockey or you know in the professional league, you notice that it isn't as physical. You don't nearly have as many fights and everything. Um, and I think that's one. And I, what I'm saying is because roller is slow, like if you play roller, you know, the game, it's, it's amazing. You're like, Oh my God, this is, this is perfect. Like you need to be doing this. But as a spectator, you know, they're probably like, man, what are they doing? Stop taking it back. Or like, why aren't they hitting that? Like, why aren't you dumping and going? Like, but you know, yeah. it's just, it's hard because you want to be enter, You want to make it entertainment, but you also want to win. You want to have strategy. It's a sport at the end of the day. So you want, you know, you're all trying to win the cup. So, or, you know, the gold medal. So for me, it's like, I understand fans, you know, when they come to me and they're just like, roller, like, oh, that's kind of slow. Like, that's boring. But I don't know, if you're a true hockey fan, you understand that's the whole point is to, you know, all right. it's all about possession. It's all about keeping the puck and um, just being smart about it, you know? So I just, it, it sucks because you got to balance the two. Right. No, for sure. I mean, and it's like, I kind of tell people, I'm like, it's it's more, when I describe the differences to people, I'm like, it's more like, lacrosse or basketball where it's you you know it's really about possession like you're trying yeah. to onto the puck yeah. until you have a really good opportunity rather than just trying to like run and gun it and get to the net and try to see what happens like Ali said right. but um, it's a good compliment I mean like Ali said when you guys came to our team along with like three or four other ice players it totally threw off teams so I think it's you know I I totally emphasize playing both sports. I don't think one should play just ice or one should just play roller. Like I try to play ice during the season because I do see a difference in my game when I play back roller, whether it's in my stride and my strategy, you know, and I, my style of game is I like to get the puck. Like I'm, you know, full four. So I will go and four check if I can. So I think having ice as my background during the year, just for fun, definitely reflects in my roller game. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, and it's so funny because like, honestly, I, I, I don't play ice that often, but when I do, um, I find that I, I start implementing some of the things that we talk about in roller, particularly like if I don't like what I have in the neutral zone, instead of dumping the puck in, I cut back and I look for someone else. And it's now if your ice coach like saw you do that at the age of 17, what would have happened? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, but I think, I think to your point though, like seeing the Olympics, seeing what the NHL is doing, like people don't know how to handle the Coyotes breakout because it is so bizarre because it's yeah. like, they basically do like four drop passes to the last man back over and over until they have an opening and then they go. And right. it's just, it's, it's really interesting to see how the game is shifting and it's becoming more and more like roller. Um, yeah. but people well, don't want to admit it. Exactly. Exactly. You have to be careful as an employee of the NHL to say anything negative, but um, yeah, we've, we're, we're working on that. It's funny though, like when you talk about uh, kind of going back for a second, when you talk about the publicity thing, um, it's it's funny because like as soon as uh, an NHL player who played in Narch when he was 18, like as soon as he wins a cup the all of the roller hockey community is like pushing it out on social like crazy yes you don't yes. hear anything from the ice community or anything from the nhl anything like that like it's it's really interesting because it's like okay well you we literally have quotes of these guys saying how roller helped their game and made them better and helped them get to the next level and like nobody's talking about it on the ice side Right and we just have to continue, I think, to really work and fight to, to break that down. And um, I can only speak, I mean, honestly, the Coyotes are really modeling after what you guys do with the Ducks, Pogu, because it's, it's so good. Like, I think what Anaheim has done a phenomenal job of is they've eliminated this, the difference between the two. So, like, if you go into a, one of the roller rinks in Anaheim um, or in the surrounding cities, like, you'll see big pictures of the NHL guys in their ice skates up on the walls in a roller rink. And it's because to them, they look at, it doesn't matter if you're playing in your shoes on wheels or on ice. 
Like you are a hockey player and therefore you are part of our hockey family. And that's kind of what we're trying to model ourselves after here in Arizona with the Coyotes is one, like we want to make sure that we're growing the hockey community in any way we can. But two, there's a big difference between playing like street hockey on your shoes and playing roller. Like when you're playing street hockey on your shoes, you don't get the this feeling of the speed of the game. Um, it's just different. Whereas we see roller is now like, okay, this is kind of the bridge. This is where it's a little bit less expensive than ice hockey. We can take those kids who had fun playing street hockey at one of our clinics, throw them on wheels and see if they like it. And they'll either stay in roller, which is awesome, or they'll convert to ice. But either way, they're going to become fans of the game. And I think that's yeah. what we, as the NHL clubs, have a responsibility to continue to do is, is really just make sure that we're being as inclusive as possible with all different areas of hockey. Um, yeah. We're not even talking about, like, floorball yet, which is another <laughs> version of it. There's a uh, broom ball, right? Broom ball, broom ball deck hockey. Yeah. They play in, uh, in Canada what? quite a bit. It's like deck hockey is like, there are going to be Canadians listening to this, like mad at me for butchering this, but my understanding of it is it's like, it's almost like you're playing on like a sport court, but you're in your shoes, but you're playing in like almost full gear. It's, oh, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's kind of get more into you guys individually. So let's first talk about um, we'll start with challenges. So what have been some of the biggest challenges in your hockey career? I got this. I got okay. This. <laughs> Pogu, Pogu will be starting this one. Um, well, as of recently, I don't know growing up. I just, yeah. Okay. So as of recently, I think being on the team for as long as I've been, I've been on USA since I've been 19 now. So eight years. So it's getting up there. So as the years progress, I find myself obviously being a veteran and having to step it up and, you know, being an example for the team. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, we're, you know, we're all super close, but, you know, I have, I have a responsibility and that's to perform ultimately. And, and so I think one thing I, I struggle with is as the years go on, I put that much more pressure on myself and tell myself, you know, I want to be a game changer. I want to make a difference in a game like I know my role. I know I'm the utility gal. I, I, you know, I like to get the puck, give it to Allie and she'll score or give it to another person that scores. And I, I understand that and I, and I get it. But at the same time, I want to tell myself, you know, what can I contribute to the team? Like, I don't want to just be another body. So I think that's a big struggle for me as of lately is just make, still making a difference in, in knowing that, you know, I can be a game changer if I believe in myself. So I just tend to overthink and that's definitely something I'm trying to overcome. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll come. But besides that, I mean, not that I can think of, maybe when you guys talk about it, I'll, I'll think of something. <laughs> no, I'm, I think that's honestly, I think that's a really good thing that you're bringing up because like I guarantee almost every single ice hockey player can relate to exactly what you just said, because they're, they're, with the discipline, with the structure, there's like a lot more, I think, emotional pressure that ice hockey players are like drilled to put on themselves. Mm -hmm. And having them hear you say that as a high level roller hockey player, I think is really important because there's, I think this, this idea that roller hockey players are just like out there to have a good time and, you know, show up when they feel like showing up and it's, it's, you know, it's not really a serious sport. And to hear that you do take it that seriously, I think is really important. So, um, Allie, what about you? Biggest challenge? Um, I have a couple that come to mind. I mean, when I was younger, that's kind of where like the majority of my challenges came from. I didn't, we, as you know, we didn't have a, a bunch of female support, especially playing in a more dominant sport. So that was a huge challenge for me to overcome. And um, I'm very thankful that, you know, teams like the Ducks and teams like the Coyotes and other NHL teams like they're kind of giving that support system. And you see it with camps and things like that. And I like the separation of it a little bit because you can focus on like a female hockey player and kind of building that strength. But I also like the community about it too, where it's separate. I mean, they're separate and then there's together. You're a hockey player, but you're also a female hockey player. So it gives you like 
the best of both worlds where, I mean, I coached a girls team that played in a boys league and watched the frustrations. And I basically relived my childhood by you're not big enough. You're not strong enough. You're not, you're not fast enough, you know? And so that was kind of a big challenge for me growing up. Um, but I do think it made me a better hockey player. I think it made me a better person in my life just to go through those types of things because you have, you have to be strong to kind of show up and be like, I'm, I'm not afraid to, to try this. I'm not afraid to stand out. I'm not afraid to be the only girl. And I think that that helped me just in life in general to have that confidence in myself. Um, so that was one struggle that I had. I mean, now the, the struggle that I have is just kind of like hockey's still so important to me. And as we get older, you know, those things change and hockey's still so important to me. So to balance my career and hockey and, and I, I see some of my friends who are kind of riding out this dream and I'm a little bit jealous because I, I have had to kind of get my together, but pardon my French, but, and it, so it sucks. Out, don't worry. <laughs> but um, it's how I feel because, you know, I, I want to be able to take all the vacation I want to go to all these tournaments, but the reality is I don't really have that opportunity. Yeah. Um, so I have to pick and choose what's most important to me. So when I go to Worlds every year, that's 10 days out of my vacation that I have to pick and choose where I go to my next tournament. And am I going to be able to make it to Narch? Am I going to be able to make it to these other tournaments? So that's just kind of a, another boundary that I've kind of come across as I got older and just kind of finding that happy medium where I can still, you know, participate actively in the hobby and the sport that I'm passionate about while also maintaining and growing in my career and personal life. Yeah. I kind of want to, sorry, Lindsay, I kind of want to step in on that, Allie, because you're right, like last year, and Allie knows, man, I was working a ton, and I literally had, I was so thankful because my job let me go to, you know, Worlds and everything, but like you mentioned, you just have to be, you have to strategically think about your vacation when it comes to hockey now, and it's like, ugh, and it just sucks because as we get older, you know, let's face it, I mean, it happens to everybody, so it's not, you know, we're singling ourselves out. But I just remember last year I was working, you know, almost six, cause I was, I had two jobs. I was working for the Ducks and then my other job and I was working up to like 55 to 60 hours a week. And I just wasn't used to that because when I was playing overseas, um, I was super thankful. I didn't have to work full time. Um, I did little side gigs, but nothing to this point. And so it was my first year working full time and it was just a big wake up call. I just was thinking to myself like, man, this is, I'm always tired because I would always balance, you know playing hockey, going to the gym, balancing yeah. social life, uh, you know, like Ali said, trying to get promoted, growing in my career. And I just, I, I like reach a breaking point and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, I left my job because I was just exhausted. And, it, and for me, it just work is a priority, but I'm not here to work. I'm here to live. So for me, I, I made that decision to walk away from my, my career and, you know, see what was next for me. And so I'm super thankful and I, I don't regret leaving my other job, but um, it was definitely a wake up call to know how to balance. And, and, and ultimately that does play a factor in my, you know, my challenges that we're talking about and making a difference because, because I was tired, I wasn't performing as well on the rink and, and it was just frustrating. And I just, oh, it was something that I had to just, you know, brush off and focus on the next thing or the next tournament. And, yeah, so it's just something that I think I'm learning along the way as I get older, um, balancing between hockey and the real world in terms of work and everything. So um, a lot of learning still. Yeah, it's 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 interesting you say that because, like, you know, obviously when I was going through all the Team USA stuff, I was still in college. But even then, like, for Worlds, my junior year, I had to miss four weeks of school my junior year to be able to go and play in that. And that's, like, usually, like, they make you take a gap year, but when you say, and like, I was at Harvard, like, it was like all yeah. academic, right, so like, when I am sitting there with my dean saying, hey, I gotta dip out for four weeks, it, you know, of course, at first, they're like, okay, well, that's unacceptable, but then you say, like, well, this is actually, like, the team that's leading into me potentially playing on the Olympics, and then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, okay, if it's like, you know, for the Olympics, we get it, meanwhile, like, Dave asked me if I wanted to play this year in, what is it, in Columbia? Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, to your guys' point, like, I work for a hockey program. I work for a hockey team, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say yes because it was just – I was going to miss too many days. 
I was supposed to be getting married next weekend, so there's like this whole <laughs> I was supposed, oh. to have, supposed to have my honeymoon, which was gonna oh. be like all this vacation time. No. But but I you know, in if it had been the Olympics or if it had been like, hey, I gotta go play worlds, like I would have no problem with my job basically being like, Hey, I gotta go for four weeks. Like they'd be like, Okay, that's cool, go, right? And yeah, roller, it's just different, even though this is like the highest level of our sport with roller it's, it's just the perception is, is very different. So, um, let's, now that we've talked about the negative, let's talk about the positive. So let's start with, uh, Allie, let's start with your favorite moment of all time in roller. Um, my favorite, better have me in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, honestly, I, I have two that are really hard. Uh, one was when I was in China. Um, getting the hat trick against Canada was huge for me because as you know, Canada is a huge rival for us. And um, to be able to put up that many points in one game at a high level like that was like nearly impossible. So it, it just like, I don't know, to be able to help win a championship and be as big a part of that, that was huge for me. And then the other one would just uh, be being able to win the world championships in California in front of all my friends and family. I mean, we, we travel, to different countries every year and compete at the world level and not many of us have family that's able to travel with us and go with us every time so even though people love the us they also love to see us lose so we don't always have the support you know and so to be able to play um at that level in the us and have you know all of our friends and family watch us win was pretty unreal for sure Hoga, you better say what you wrote down for yours <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you two were on my line. I was going to say, you know who passed you that puck. Tell your story. (laughs) Ellie, come on. You should know. It's like my only career goal I ever got. Anyway, so um, I, so it was in 2018. Was it 2018? Yeah, it was 18. So it was in Italy, and we had mentioned our team was basically half ice and half roller, and we had two players that had literally just got injured. So our team was short by two players, and one I, I wasn't familiar with the other teammate, but one of them, Kyla Sanders, that's a huge loss. I mean, anybody that knows her, that's that's a huge loss. So we kind of went into the tournament like, oh crap, like we got to step it up, kind of thing, because she she makes a difference. And so I just remember, you know, it was a cha- it was a championship against Czech Republic, and we were lining up on the faceoff, and we were what it was what tied at this point. Yeah, it was the third period. It was tied. And I remember lining up. I'm a defenseman. And so I remember lining up. And for some reason, I just was, like, feeling it. And I just remember you – I told you when you were taking the face off, Lindsay, I was like, win it up the board. I got this. Literally. <laughs> so, no, that was, like, exactly what you said. And I was like, I, uh, God, okay. I appreciate the confidence. Let's go. <laughs> and then I'm, like, panicking. I'm like – I don't know like why. That. I literally was just feeling it. And I just told you. I was like, just win the puck up, and I will go. And so you won it up. I beat the girl wide. It – from one, the defensive zone all the way up, and then I cut in the middle and got the five hole, and I literally looked, because I was like, I don't think I scored. <laughs> and then it went through five hole, and I just remember I was, nobody had cheered, because nobody saw the puck go in, and I'm just the only one cheering, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, and I, I it was a little, <laughs> and I just, uh, man, I, I watched the video last, I don't know, I was like tagged in some posts last week, or or two weeks ago and it was like career goal something about goal so I just obviously chose that one and I looked at it and I looked over it like three four times because I was just like like you mentioned it's chills it's you think about it it's like the situation we were in we were 10 to the roster we were you know it wasn't our best team of the of uh, the championships that we've had in a while um it was against Czech and we had lost the Czech in round robin so it was like a must win it was a game winning goal it was just everything all these factors coming into play and I just and I'm super thankful that I was able to experience that. And I'm just like, you know, I replayed in my head. And it was just, yeah, it was a good, good feeling. It was my favorite one yet. Awesome. <laughs> and then we won. That's awesome. Yeah, we did. That was, that was so fun. Um, so I think uh, before we wrap up, um, I do want to kind of leave everybody, because ultimately what we're trying to really dig into here is, you know, what, 
what are what are the benefits of both which we've talked about but i i think specifically for me really coming from the ice world and then like finding this love for the roller world it's important to me to kind of share that with the ice community so i think i just want to hear your guys's opinion on some of the specific things that ice coaches say about roller and why they don't like it like the first one that pops into my head is oh well it creates lazy habits for my ice players because they don't stop and start. I honestly, before I started playing roller, I didn't know that you could stop and start. You can, it's a little different, but like in legit roller, like if you get beat, you stop and start and go get the puck. Like it's, it's really not that different. Um, but yeah, just what are some of those things that you hear ice coaches say or ice players say, and I guess what would be your response? I definitely hear the lazy factor a lot. I think people take the us being slow as it being lazy when we're actually looking to make a play. So, you know, when we're circling back and forth or when we're rolling out, it's not because we're lazy. It's or it's because we're trying to get open. We're trying to create something. And I think you miss that in the midst of like it happening. But then once you see that person cut in that perfect spot, now all of a sudden, you know, like that's what's created. I definitely got that a lot. Um, I got um, aggress aggression, like oh, yeah, I was gonna say that, was like not being strong enough. Aggressive. Yeah, and you know, you put anybody in a corner in ice hockey, it's a, it's a lot of body, but it's the same thing in roller hockey. I don't think I think there's a lack of knowledge there because if you watch like a pro roller hockey game or even like us playing at Narch, I mean. It's a bloodbath. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, I, I throw oh. my weight around for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's just another misconception about it. It's, it's the lack of knowledge. I mean, it's not a difference really, but it's just not knowing that there isn't a difference. But those are like the top two that I would say I hear a lot. Yeah. I think everybody that plays roller has an ice background. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter how far you've gone in ice. I think at some point you, you must have played ice. So for me, excuse me, when coaches would say, you know, you're not strong enough or, you know, roller's not strong enough. It's not aggressive enough. It's not physical enough. It's, it's BS. I mean, obviously you're not out there to kill somebody. Let's be real. We're not, you know, we're not trying to hurt each other, but we're still going to get physical. And so I think that misconception of, you know, not being aggressive enough is just an excuse because like Ali says, when you watch, a, you know, the top end roller hockey game, you know, in pro and Narch, it's, oh my God, it's crazy. It, it's so much fun and I wish you know like you said we have to work on the publicity aspect of it because it's so much fun and so intense and and for me I'm close I have a lot of friends up in that level so for me it makes it that much more I'm that much more invested because I know everybody so for me I'm just like oh I like to talk about it after a game like oh you know chirp them kind of um but it it's it's aggressive and and so for ice coaches to think otherwise or you know ice players in general um, it's sad because it's not the case whatsoever. And, and, you know, if they, like Ali says, if you just not, you know, educate yourself and do your research or go to a tournament or, you know, go to these social media accounts, they'll see it for themselves that it has almost everything that ice has to offer, but in a different manner, whether that's, you know, the speed factor, um, you know, in roller, you are going to use your speed, but at a different time, um, you are going to use your aggressiveness but at a different time it's just all different but they all tie in together in a way yeah oh, I also got a lot of fear behind like the actual skating and footwork behind both which I find interesting I mean obviously we know that stopping turning are different but I feel like at the end of the day like I got a lot of pushback from my coaches in ice hockey and my coaches in college saying you know you're playing roller hockey all summer like are you playing ice hockey or you know whatever and it's like at the end of the day you're even though the skating is a little bit different, you're still working on your stamina, you're still working on your strength, you're still working on your stick handling. I mean, those things are all core things that we start as basics. So I got that as a pushback a lot too. Yeah, I think my skating has not been affected. And I, I know I started with, I'm a, my stride is more so an ice stride, which is funny because I, I started ice, but I basically was playing roller my whole life. But I'm super thankful because I didn't grow any bad habits. But my stride hasn't been affected by the game whatsoever. So that hasn't really been a pushback. But I could see, you know, coaches being like, well, which is crazy because, like you mentioned, in the summer you're playing some form of hockey. So you would think they would be happy that you're, you know, you're, you're compensating your time not playing ice with hockey, you know. Yeah. So just being, just being knowledgeable about it. For yeah. sure. 
Well, and I think, I think it's interesting. There's a coach here locally in Arizona. He used to play uh, like Narch Pro. And I asked him one time, I was like, what's your philosophy? And he's like, I love when my ice players play roller. He goes, but as a coach, like it does take them a, a little bit of time to like switch back and forth between the two. He goes, but that, I guess, negative, it, it, like the benefits outweigh that. He's like, so I look at that as my responsibility as a coach to just recognize like, hey, they just got back from a roller hockey tournament where they've been on their wheels for five games. I need to get them doing some ice footwork drills in practice to get them back into ice hockey mode mentally and get their muscles and whatever memory back um, and going for that. So I think, I think that's a responsibility of coaches instead of just saying like, hey, roller makes you lazy or roller messes with your footwork, like, no, it's, there are a lot of benefits to it. It makes players more creative. It makes them see plays differently. Um, all the great things that come with roller. And it's your responsibility as a coach, in my opinion, to really pull the best out of that player from both sides of the game. And you're going to end up with a phenomenal hockey player, um, regardless of whether or not you're coaching ice or roller. And ultimately, that's, that's what we as coaches are trying to do. So, um, well, this has been awesome you guys did you have fun yes uh yeah can we do this every week yeah every, <laughs> every single week and we'll record I love it no I think what you're doing is great um thank you so much for having us I think it's a different approach that most folks aren't gonna see coming so yeah thank you so much I, I'm really excited yeah awesome <laughs> well thank you guys and uh if uh, anybody has any roller questions after this I'll definitely shoot them your way Oh, yeah, DM us. Bring them <laughs> over. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much again for listening. I hope that if you are an ice hockey player, uh, you have a little bit different perspective now on roller hockey and vice versa. Um, both sports, in my opinion, complement each other really well, can definitely give you some different skills that will help enhance your game on either side. And at the end of the day, whether you play roller, ice, street, doesn't matter, you are a hockey player and we are all one family. Make sure that you are following on social media. Um, there's two accounts. You can either follow the Fry Hockey accounts or you can follow the Lindsay Fry 18 accounts. Both have some good content on there. Please go check them out, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.